It's October 29th, and this is our third episode of No Agenda Weekly. We talk about why it's Thursday and not Tuesday, good people, and fly fishing, and a few other things. Stick around. Hello? Check. La 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 la. All right. I think we're recording. Um, I know you're probably upset that it's Thursday and it's not Tuesday. Uh, I, my apologies. Let's get this out of the way right now. I am not reliable. I'm not. There it is. It's on the table. So, uh, Really, at the end of the day, that's not my problem, it's yours, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I really don't have, I had some tech difficulties trying to get this out on Tuesday. Depending on what Tuesday it is, um, I, I know there's one Tuesday a week, I get that, but multiple Tuesdays in a month, right? So depending on what Tuesday it is, is may or may not have got recorded on the Monday prior. Uh, so, and then scheduled to come out on Tuesday and some weird things happen and it just didn't happen. So here we are. It's Thursday. That's okay. Thursdays are okay. Uh, even though that in a few days will be Tuesday again, but that's all right. That's cool. You just, just closer together. Yeah. I mean, I, I apologize. It didn't come out on Tuesday. Um, so what I probably should say is that this is scheduled to come out on Tuesday, but, you know, may or may, may or may not come out on Tuesday, right? Um, yeah, so I hope everybody had a good week. Uh, I, I had a decent week. Wasn't horrible. Wasn't great. There were some great things that happened this week, some great uh, things. But, um, yeah, I think overall it was... Um, a normal, normal week. Um, some of the, I had some key things I got that happened off the top of my head that, uh, were quite miserable is, um, I got a new iPhone. So that's awesome, right? I got a new phone. It's an iPhone. Uh, I had an iPhone. I went to a Samsung. I'm back to the iPhone. Um, sorry, I cheated on Apple and it was okay. Um, while it lasted, but I went back. Um, so I got the new iPhone, which is awesome. I don't want to say I'm a big deal, but you can, I'll let you make that decision. So yeah, it's a great phone. The camera is effing awesome on that thing. Uh, it's the same size. It's a pro. I dig it. It's awesome. Um, and it's like this funky green color, which is weird, but yeah, it's, it's a phone. Um, however, there was kind of this hierarchy of phone giving that was taking place in our family. My original phone that I had was great. I really liked it. Like I said, I cheated on Apple with a Samsung okay. I mean, I, I really liked the phone. It was a good phone. Had no issues. Um, 
how's rolling with it? And my youngest daughter's phone was, was bad. Battery was dying in it. Uh, you would unplug it from the plug-in and literally watch 100%, 99, 98, so on, all the way down to zero. The battery was that bad. So, uh, so it just kind of time had, you know, it just became time and, um, to get her new phone and we were going to give her our oldest daughter's phone and my oldest daughter was going to get my old phone. And it just, it just made more sense to give our youngest daughter my old phone. So, so that happened and everything was great. And obviously, um, she had a lot of apps that she wanted onto her phone. And so she came to me one night or day or whatever. And she said, Hey, I want to get Spotify on my phone. I said, okay. Cause she likes to listen to music and probably this podcast. Um, and so I said, yeah, I can, I can do that for you. So I, I opened up her Google play app. I opened it up and beware about what I'm about ready to tell you that this is a possibility. And the, the, the events that happened spiraled out of control into days of chaos. So I opened up Google play and obviously didn't have a Google account set up. And so it says, Hey, you need to enter a Google account in order to download Spotify. And I'm like, all right, cool. I got one of those check. So I enter my Google uh, information in it, hit OK, downloaded Spotify. And uh, a little bit later, she came to me and she said, hey, I got all these contacts. I said, what do you mean? So I grabbed her phone and I looked and all of the contacts, all my contacts were on there. My emails, my working mic. Oh, you can't. This is crazy. You can't have all this. So I deleted. I just deleted the contacts on her phone. Um and you in the I listen to this are chuckling. I think you techie people out there know what's about ready to happen. Deleted my email off her phone and I go to my phone and I have no contacts on my phone. Completely deleted. For whatever reason, when I uploaded Spotify and I logged into Google, thanks Google, it sucked everything to her phone or mirrored the two phones together and I deleted it off her phone, deleted it off my phone. It was, it was miserable. It was a nightmare. And, uh, so I was trying to figure out how to get contacts back on it. All my pictures were gone, which it was, um, luckily since it was a new phone, they up downloaded my old pictures or uploaded them into the cloud. So there was still some stuff there. And uh, the next day, I went to my cell carrier, which is U.S. Sailor. They're pretty decent where I live. So, and I think we've had them for decades by now. Um, so I went there, and they were completely stumped on how to get contacts on my phone. They had no idea what they needed to do. I sat there for over an hour in the store with the manager of the store. I mean, he's the guy that you would think should know how to do this. He didn't. So completely stumped him. I came home. Um, all my recents, like my recent calls, text messages, those were all gone. 
And so I came home and I was kind of pouty about it. And I get on the computer and I'm logging into my Gmail. And then up in the right hand corner, there's this little circle with a B on it. You can click on it and check your, you know, your mail, your calendars. And I seen contacts. So I hit the contacts and all my contacts came up, but obviously I didn't have any contacts, so it was empty. But I seen trash and I clicked on the trash. There was my contacts. So I clicked on them and then I just untrashed all my contacts. And every time I did one and then said reinstate contact on my phone, it beep and my contact would show back up. So that was a couple of days of my life I'll never get back. And um, yeah, so finally got that figured out and fixed all because she wanted to listen to Spotify. So we created a Google account for her, which I, my lazy ass should have just done in the first place. And um, yeah, so that's that. That's kind of what happened on that end of it. Um, so that was kind of a debacle. And I, I couldn't help but think to myself when I'm sitting here watching YouTube videos of trying to get your contacts. I'm just this like elderly non-techie guy with this dumb futuristic phone that I can't use. And you always see like uh, you know, elderly people are walking into the U.S. the store saying, I don't know how to turn this thing on. And that's kind of what I felt like. But crisis averted. I was able to figure it out. No thanks to a seller. Um, they did a great job. They were super nice. But just, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the cell phone issue. Um, wanted to also talk about... I kind of went on a rant last week about my beer adventure. Um, my quest for the world's best beer. You remember that? It was the Toplin Goliath Kentucky Brunch Stout. Um, I got the email, which was super awesome. It came in uh, this last Monday. And uh, I was super excited. I entered the lottery. We're going to get the world's greatest beer. I opened it up and it was that typical polite, you're a loser email of thank you for your interest in Kentucky Brunch Stout brand stout. We are sorry to inform you that your name was not randomly selected from the many entries we received. So that's awesome. So that sucked. Uh, yeah, so there it is. I live three miles from the place and I have never, ever in the history of this ever, ever won a lottery, which kind of sucks. Um, last episode, I kind of talked about my 1% and then I, I got that one beer for $50. I bought that from a friend who actually won the lottery and didn't want it. So, so the guy didn't even want it. He just entered it to get it. And I just went through him. So I wonder if he entered the lottery this time around. I should probably get him a call and ask him if he did, because uh, I'd at least go halvesies in on him on it. So, but yeah, so that happened. Uh, that, that was kind of miserable. However, there is this, um, I have not been fond of people lately. Um, I, I, just 
with everything about the world, uh, the politics, just people in general, and um, out on the street, uh, in the workplace, just people as a whole are just horrible, selfish people. And um, I had a couple like gleaming instances of just pure generosity the past week. Um, one of them is, is very private and I would like to, to keep it that way. But um, the other one is uh, like I, I got this um, plaque from my office and I'm a huge sitcom, The Office fan. I mean, uh, m my life went upside down when it ended. And so uh, I always make fun of Dwight Schrute. It's, you know, if you have never seen The Office, he he always says he's the regional or assistant regional manager. And they always kind of like downplay it. Like you're not your assistant to the regional manager, which I think it's funny. Anyways, my, my position now is an assistant to a position. And so... Uh, it's, uh, the plaque says assistant to the, uh, so anyway, just, just to clarify, I'm an assistant chief of police and the plaque says assistant to the chief of police, which I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And the, the best thing about it is it was completely out of the blue. It was from, a. a a uh, guy I've never met. Um, I work with his wife, who is uh, every day just a phenomenally great person. And it was unsolicited. It was no agenda behind it. It was just to be a good person. And those moments in life are so huge for me because I have really, really um, been struggling with the human person lately and it just, uh, it's little instances like that, um, that make me think about how, how quality people can be and that there are people out there in this world that have no agendas that are just truly nice, humble people. Um, and so for for that thank you and for the personal um experience as well beyond belief thank you um which again i'm, I'm going to keep that to myself but uh, it's there's there's been a couple things this week that had just been huge 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 and really kind of boost my um my thought on people so um, so yeah, Topline Goliath, why don't you be a nice person and let me get some of your hundred dollar beer? Like, let me buy a bottle of beer from you from a hundred dollars. You can be a nice person too. Just saying. Um, yeah, so I don't know how I got on that little tangent, but I, I did. Um, so, uh, yeah. So the, the people thing was, was okay. Um, Kind of lost my train of thought there. Oh, I have not really a story 
but uh, kind of a hobby that I got into. And I, I want to kind of talk about how I got into it and what that hobby is. Um, however, before we do that, um, I do want to thank the people that are listening to this podcast. I know I say this every single podcast, but man, I, I just like just amazed the the amount of people that listen to this horribly stupid podcast. Um, I, I it it abs just absolutely. <laughs> It just absolutely blows my mind. Like I, I can get on my like this dashboard and it, it tells me like where these people are, who they are, uh, how many die. It's it's absolutely absurd, absurd how many how many people are listening to this. Um, and I'm kind of worried because. This is proof to me that the public is not okay because you have nothing better to do and your life sucks that bad that you are listening to this podcast. We are in trouble, people. So as much as I want to say, hey, yeah, listen to my podcast, like I look at these numbers, uh, just to give you an idea of of, of who listens to this. Uh, um. I have uh, people. So these are the countries uh, that of the people in these countries have listened to this podcast. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, United States, obviously. Colombia. People of Colombia, what are you doing? Why are you listening to this? Thank you for listening to this, by the way. That's pretty awesome. Ireland, United Kingdom, Canada. Oh, Canada. They're actually my my recent ones that, that I pulled in. I got some Canucks up there listening to this thing. Australia, the Netherlands, Singapore, and Norway. Um, which is which is pretty legit. I, I that's pretty awesome. Uh, some of the states here in the United States, uh, obviously, uh, I ran down the list last time. I think it's pretty much the same. Uh, uh, however, I did add one state, which is the great state of Alabama. Um, that's pretty awesome. Run, force, run. Yeah. Um, nine, so 34% of the people listen on Spotify, which I could see that. 9% of the people listen on Apple Podcasts and 57% of the people listen on other. I'd really be curious to hear what the other is. What are others out there? I know, I, I mean, this airs on like 17 different podcast stations, so uh, that's all right. Um, 61% are male, 39% is female. I'm getting in the weeds on this, like I know, but um, so yeah. So even though I do not have a sponsor yet... Nor ever will I have a sponsor, probably. You, the people, are the sponsors. So uh, let's keep it going. I, I really hope to add uh, another country onto this, but it, it's it's absolutely stupid, the, the amount of the, the people that listen to this. Uh, 
which proves my point. I mean, I, I, I think when I first got this started, like I, I, every podcast I was listening to, I knew exactly what was going to be said. I knew the talking points and pro this and anti that. And, and, uh, yeah, I just never really thought it was going to be this uh, many people, which kind of sucks because I'm kind of forced to continue to do this thing. I'm letting the world down if I don't do this. Um, which that's uh, kind of dramatic. I get that, but Hey, it is what it is. Somebody has to be a hero. I'm not saying it's me, but, um, yeah. So, uh, thanking the people that listen to this wanted to get talked about, um, this hobby I got into this year and it is fly fishing. I know. Here we go. Everybody's pretty much shutting down. There. Uh, oh, I can also tell too on how many people listen to the whole thing and how many people get to like halfway through. Uh, I guarantee you, once I said fly fishing, this thing is, I might as well just light this plane on fire and crash it to the ground because nobody is going to listen to me talk about fly fishing. Uh, but I am. So if you want to listen, stick around. If you don't, nah, go find something else to do. Um, yeah, so like I, I really got into fly fishing and I've always kind of, you know, thought, uh, fishing was interesting and I never really got into fishing, believe it or not, until, uh, I met my wife and my wife could outfish me, uh, hundred days out of a hundred. I just, she just does. Um, and she'll go by herself. Like she's that type of kick-ass lady that she'll just go by herself and do her thing and clean her own fish and cook the fish and literally farm to table fisherman, fisherwoman. Um, so she's she's really kind of the driving force, driving force of the the whole fishing thing. But I'd always go fishing and I'd get really bored with it and like I'd like to go out and hang out and if I don't if I'm not catching something was like bored like get me out of here and uh, so i like sit on the bank and pull out my phone which is definitely not the best thing to do if you're you know you're you're, you're going out to the great outdoors um and the last thing you want to do is pull out your cell phone so uh i was working with this guy um and a phenomenal dude, by the way. Uh, just just one of those guys that you you could not ask for a better guy to work with. Um, and he was he was new, um, so I was driving around with him, and he was talking about fly fishing, and we were you know just kind of trying to break up the the you know. Uh, monotony of uh, patrol police work and um, you know always having trying to something to talk about and so we were talking about fishing and he started talking about fly fishing and I was like that is the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life and I said you know it's like yeah that 
I, I just don't think I could, you know, do that. If, if anybody knows who I am, knows me personally, my patience level is like zero. And I, I get frustrated really easily. Um, it's hard for me to really concentrate on, on doing tasks that take a lot of concentration. That makes sense. And to me, fly fishing was one of those things. I mean, you are literally whipping 30 feet of line through the air to catch fish. And you're, you're not even using bait. You're using things made out of like deer hair, and elk hair. And um, it, it's just, it's just, it was just like, absolutely not. There's no way in hell I was going to do that. Um, and uh, he said, you know, we should give it a try. And I said, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about it. And I, I went with um, uh, my daughters to a trout stream. And North, Northeast Iowa has these, these beautiful, beautiful trout streams. And I went with them to find rocks. We just kind of went out during the day just to get out. And um, we were walking down this stream. And this was literally probably three or four days after this conversation that I had with the guy about fly fishing. And I came around this bend and here's this guy fly fishing. And it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was, I could sit there and watch this guy fly fish for hours, I bet. And he had just that old man swag about him, this really cool hat, this vest. And he was just working this fly rod. And it was just beautiful how the fly line went through the air and then kind of twist at the end and made this big figure eight and went forward. And I, I probably sat and watched him fish for... I, I can't remember. It seemed for a long time. Probably it wasn't. But I was like, that is awesome. And I came home and I started looking it up and um, like fly fishing. And I was like, I need to find somebody out there that could teach me how to do this. So I, I get to social media and I kind of I, I kind of. Um, put out there, I want to learn how to do this. And immediately I, I get, you know, interested uh, people of like, yes, yes, this is awesome. I, you know, I'll get with you. And um, <laughs> I remember I was kind of, kind of ranking them, ranking them in their possibility of being an awesome fly fisherman. And uh, uh, Mr. Sovereign, if you're listening, you rank number one, by the way, just throwing that out there. And um, then COVID happened, which is the worst time to say, hey, pal, why don't you come over, bring the beer and uh, we'll learn how to fly fish. So uh, I had to do it on my own. And I started looking at YouTube videos and this this guy who was very dry was, you know, teaching you how to cast a fly line. Um, and I found a reasonable fly rod for what I thought was reasonable in, uh, uh, 
Wakan, which is the next town over at the sports shop. I tell you what, you put fly fishing that word on any piece of equipment. My lanta, does that like, oh my God, it's absolutely just ridiculous how expensive that is. I don't know if they're targeting old rich guys or I, I have no idea and gals, but it's amazing. But anyways, well, let's rewind a little bit. I'm getting ahead of myself. So I get this fly line. I come home or fly rod with the line. It was kind of like this set deal. And I come home and uh, I take it out in my yard and it was a hot mess. Uh, just was not trying to trying to figure out how to back cast because you got a back cast where the 30 foot line goes behind you and then you front cast and you almost kind of like you know the the best analogy that i found is if you have a paintbrush and you kind of flick paint onto a wall that's what you need to do with a fly line and i couldn't quite get that down I was getting frustrated. I went inside. <laughs> this is no lie, by the way. This actually happened. I went inside. I got a beer. I poured it. I came down. I drank a beer. From that moment on, I rock starred the casting. It, it was it was like I it was the most it was like a beer needed to be into my system and I had it going. And I had it going on. So I did that for a couple days. Um to figure out how to uh, backcast and forwardcast and um, yeah, just cast the thing. And then was the daunting task of figuring out, like if you if you fish like at a pond, it's a worm, right? You get a worm, you put it on a hook, you throw it in there, and a little bobber, you sit there and wait for the worm. It's worm. Yeah, they got all kinds of tackles like spinner baits and stuff like that. But trout fish, by the way, when I say fly fishing, I'm fishing for trout. I don't know if I really made that connection together. Um, trout are very finicky things. Uh, some people fish trout with um, regular fishing rods and spinning baits because they're aggressive and they'll go after those. Uh, a lot of people fish trout with a bobber, a hook, and cheese, which... I mean, I don't even think that's fishing. I mean, you're that's like me saying that I caught a fat kid with cake. You just can't. You're fishing with cheese. That's not fishing. That is that's like luring somebody into your windowless van with candy, right? <laughs> you just you, that's not fishing. That's 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 trapping somebody with cheese. Um and then you got fly fishermen like this guy and it's all about figuring out what the fish are eating at the moment uh you there is this really big thing of fly fishing i never really understood ab about it um is that trying to figure out um what they're eating I'm, I'm kind of looking something up here real quick. Uh, there we go. I, I was looking for a word and I found it. The entomology is what I was looking up. I, I, I couldn't didn't realize the entomology you really had to understand bugs, their life cycles, um, how they hatch, where you find them in the water column. 
um, things called emergers and nymphs and dry flies. And str- it, it was just this overwhelming um, thing that kind of consumed my my knowledge base at that moment. And so, which was really cool because, you know, you don't really understand bugs. You, you kind of go down to the water and be like, what the hell are these things? And, you know, I go down the stream now and I see all these bugs and I get really excited because I can kind of figure out what they're eating and I can figure out what I should have on the end of my line to catch them. Uh, so that there, there's all of that. But I think... Um, the biggest thing that I have found with fly fishing, and I thought it would just be super boring, um, there's this very calm, soothing, rhythmic action to it that is just constant. Um, so you you back cast, you forward cast, you back cast, you forward cast. And if it's a dry fly, which it lands on top of the water and floats down, kind of mimics like a fly landing on the water. Um, you let it drift and you pull it out, you let it drift and you put it back in. And um, it, it completely consumes your brain. And what I mean by that is I have never found anything that would completely get my mind off of everything. So um, I've never really been a huge hobby person because I would get doing something and I would start thinking about other things like work stuff or life stuff. And I, I could never get that out of my head. And no matter how hard I tried, it was always there. Like, Hey, you got this, you gotta do, you got this, you gotta do, or this person's an idiot or this, you know, just constantly like this racket in my head. Uh, I, what I found out about fly fishing is that, um, the first time I really went, I found myself thinking about absolutely nothing except fly fishing, except thinking about my back cast, thinking about my forward cast, setting it on the water, letting it drift. If I catch a fish, awesome. If I don't, doesn't matter, um, you know, and just do it all over again. And when I'm done, that is that is the only mental break I can get in life. Um, that has been really cool. Um, there's days that you want to go fishing, in my opinion, fly fishing. And there's days that you just need it. You ha- You just have to go. You have to get your mind off something else. Um, and that is the only thing that I have ever figured out how to get my mind off of things, which uh, is huge, you know, for me. And it it actually came in a really perfect time because that, you know, that, you know, at that time, I really had a lot of stuff going on and I just, I just needed not to think about it. And um, it, it just helped, helped me immensely with, life really um i i don't i don't fish to catch fish um i i fish to get away from reality uh if i catch a fish which is the greatest thing ever i'm um my 
first fish that I caught, I know I'm kind of like going side back and forth, back and forth here, but hey, it's no agenda weekly, right? So this is what you get. Um, my first fish I caught was actually with my family in front of my wife and my two daughters, and it was absolutely the coolest thing ever. Um, since then, I, I've, I've caught a bunch of fish and loved every minute of catching every fish. Um, I, I do not keep them. Uh, I, I let them go. Um, trout for for a couple reasons. Um, there is something about a trout that is different, in my opinion, than, let's say, like a bluegill or crappie. Uh, and we're going to have all these outdoor people listen to this, or maybe not, I don't know. But if you are like, ah, it's a bunch of bullshit, you know, fish is fish, tastes delicious, and that, which is great. Yeah, trout, absolutely, trout tastes awesome. But there's something about a trout that is, I don't, I don't like, more special. Yeah, I, I can't think of the word like spiritual almost about it, just the way it looks and the beauty of it and just, um, you know, their existence is just incredible uh, for, for whatever reason. A trout I, is a fish, but it's it's a step up from that for me, for whatever reason. I don't know. I haven't been able to figure out. And another issue is that. You know, we have the DNR, the Department of Natural Resources, that have to um, spawn, breed, stock the streams. And my opinion, if if man has to continue to replenish a stream when people keep taking it out, we shouldn't be keeping that stuff. Some argue DNR does that so we can take it. I argue we're taking it. That's why the DNR continue to have to do it. Um, you know, however you look at it, I just don't think it's right. Now, with that being said, crappies, bluegills, northern, uh, yeah, they're they're coming home. They're hitting this. They're hitting the skillet. Uh, you know, for for a reason. They they're they're tasty, and uh, you know, there's not as much uh, people intervention to keep them a viable. Um, animal in our system. So, so I, I do not catch. Now to add to that one more step, I will take a trout home. Uh, there is instances that um, if you catch a trout that you have like, that's, that's gutted a fly and you know, it's going to die. I'm going to take it home and eat it. Um, if you catch a trout, for example, that should not be there. Um, there are uh, streams and waters that have like rainbow trout should not be there that are taken over. Um, that the native trout that is there, whether it be a cutthroat or something of that nature, is struggling to survive and or interbreeding each other, trying to get rid of, uh, you know, in the the main genetic trout to that river is at jeopardy. Yeah, then I can see taking them. But with our streams we have around here, that situation doesn't necessarily come to play a lot. Um, maybe it does, and I just don't realize it. But um, 
here we got brook trout, brown trout, and um, uh, rainbow trout. Brown trout are by far my favorite. They're just absolutely beautiful. Google brown trout. You'll see a bunch of them. Um, so, yeah. So, I think I kind of went on a little tangent. Maybe forgot where I was going with that. But, oh, yeah, that fish that I talked about catching with my wife and my daughters, that was the first time I was out fly fishing. So there was a weird byproduct about fly fishing and liking it. I got pretty, actually pretty damn good at it. I was very seldom do I get stumped, uh, which is awesome. I mean, I thought fly fishing would be super hard, but it's really not. It, it, it really, it really is not. Uh, it's it's hard it's hard to fund the, the <laughs> fund the hobby like I said you had something fly fishing on it it's super expensive uh, my wife and I were up in Minnesota and uh, at this beautiful 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 town called Lanesboro and they have a a trout or a fly fishing shop um, that we went into and I got some flies and. I was talking about getting some new chest waiter waiters that because fly fishing, you're walking through creeks and you're chest deep in the water. And my wife walks over like, hey, here's some waiters. And like looked at the price tag and they're five hundred dollars. And she dropped the price price tag like it shocked her, <laughs> walked away. <laughs> so, was, yeah, that, that, that stuff kind of gets really expensive really quickly. But uh, uh, thanks to Amazon, you can get some cheap stuff and works just fine. Um, yeah, but, uh, so yeah, I wanted to kind of talk to you about my fly fishing, um, thing I really got into this year. And I, I really hope to kind of keep that going through the winter. Iowa has no limits on, you know, as far as when you can fly fish. So that's awesome. And it's actually been a really great COVID hobby. Uh, even though... Uh, I've been told, I, I do see a lot of people out there doing stuff, but uh, fly fishing. And I talked to a DNR um, officer in our area, and he said the state of Iowa was up like 60-some percent in fishing licenses, which doesn't surprise me. People need stuff they got to do. Or, if, you know, people need things to do outside of going to malls and movies and stuff like that, um, which is, it's a Maybe not a good thing. I don't know. I I think financially it's good for the state of Iowa, but uh, as far as our fishers are concerned, it might not be the greatest thing ever. I I have seen a crazy abundance of trash out fly fishing, which kind of sucks. But I have a little uh, a vest that I wear. Um, and and by the way, when I mean vest, I mean it's like an old man vest. Yeah, it, like I look like the dopiest fly fisherman ever. Um, I have this little vest that I wear that has these, that's like these inner pockets and I'll put like, you know, beer cans and old Milwaukee, um, bottles and stuff like that, which kind of sucks, but, uh, yeah, you're out there doing two things. Um, yeah. So I beat that horse to death. Um, but fly fishing, super awesome. Uh, if, uh, you have that one thing out there in this world that you do that keeps your mind off things. I'd like to know about it. Noagendaweekly.com. You can email me on that. Oh, speaking of that, somebody did email me and wanted to know what's up with the cow. And my answer is, that, you know, the cow, the moo at the beginning of my 
I'm from Iowa and why not a cow? I mean, cows are the coolest things ever. I mean, just ask the Hindus. They love them. Um, I am on to my beer of the week. And then I think we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, it is. You ready for it? Hold on, let me. I got to take a drink of it real quick. Oh, my God. That's so good. So good. So good. Um, it is Big Grove Brewery. And the specific type that I am drinking is West Coast Style IPA. For you West Coast peeps out there, you know what I'm talking about. I may have to throw some in the mail for you because this is pretty good. Um, it is uh, made in... Hold on. Where is this made out of? Iowa City, Iowa. Snap. Will you look at that? See, I'm even supporting my own people over here, and I didn't even realize it. Um, yeah, on the back, it says our West Coast style IPA is dry hopped with Chinook, Centennial, and heaps of Simcoe and bursts of flavors of melon, pine, and grapefruit. Pop the top and enjoy your ride on the flavor train. <laughs> the flavor train. I love it. Yeah. So it's actually really good. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I, so I'm trying to think I'm going to, maybe I should do a one, one to 10 on this, uh, do a Portnoy style. If you don't know who that is, it's a, the pizza guy. Um, uh, the first one was hazy IPA. I, I'd, Probably, God, I don't even know what my second one was. I'm not even going to go back to my first and second one. Let, I'm going to start with this one. Uh, the IPA West Coast style, I, I'd give this a six point something. Yeah, like a 6.8. Let's do that. I like that. Yeah. Because apparently when you do 1 through 10 scores, you can't have a round number. It has to be a decimal in there. That makes sense to me. Makes a little bit more fun. 6.8. Iowa West Coast style. Big Grove Brewery. All right. There you have it. Um, Tuesday. Yes, it, it will be Tuesday. This, this will be Tuesday. Signed, sealed, delivered November 3rd. The day of the U.S. elections. Wow. That is going to be a pretty interesting day. So, um, yeah, it'll be good to get that over with. But election day, I'll be back. Maybe I'll do some election corresponding. Probably not. But okay. Yeah. Hey, stay kind to each other. Talk to you later. Bye.